Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So every one of us has a purpose. Every one of us, we have a purpose. Let's go like this. Everyone just, just do this. You're breathing. You hear beating. So if you I believe that you are alive, that means you have purpose. God created you for purpose and he created you on purpose. <laughs> right. He proved it in his word, Jeremiah 29, 11, which we all love the quote. Right. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. So I love it when someone calls me up and tells me, say, hey, I've been thinking about you. You've been on my heart. I've been I've been thinking about you. It makes me feel really good that you took time out and you thought of me. That's God. Yeah. He's saying to us right now, I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about when you woke up this morning, the Lord says to you, I've been thinking about you. And then he says, not only I've been thinking about you, I have plans for you. I have plans for you and they're going to be great. So he's been thinking about you and he has plans for you. Isn't that a God? We serve a God who thinks about us. I know his schedule is busy. I know he has the whole world, right? But us, every one of us that's here today, when you woke up this morning, at this moment, right now, God's thinking about you. He's thinking about you. He, no matter what you're going through right now, I know it might be tough. We're in a tough season just as a world, right? But he is still thinking about you. And he still has plans for you. Isn't that awesome? So, so, if you have, when you find your purpose, you will, you will know the thoughts and the plans that God has for you. Isn't that awesome? I don't know if you're really excited because you got, you got the mask and, and I don't know if you, are you with me right now? This, maybe I lost you during worship or during communion, um, you know, so, but that's some good stuff. That is so awesome. We have a God that thinks about us. So we're going to talk about discovering our purpose. And then next week, we're going to talk about fulfilling it. Because you could discover it. You could find purpose, but may not know how to fulfill the pur your purpose. Amen? So we're going to take the ne next couple of weeks and talk about that. So I have a confession to make. I, I want to apologize ahead of time. If you have downloaded the um, notes ain't gonna help you. <laughs> not gonna help you. I apologize. Not my fault. Amen. So you, you're better off when I preach to get the notes afterwards. Amen. Because the notes, this sermon ain't gonna help you. So, okay. So we're gonna talk about four ways we can find our purpose. Four ways we can find our purpose. So we're going to start in 1 Kings chapter 19. Let's start with in verse uh, 4. And it says here, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a, a broom tree 
And he asked that he might die, saying, it is enough. Now, oh Lord, take, take away my life. Now, this is Elijah. You remember what happened right prior to this, right? Chapter 18. I mean, it was just miracles. He was happy. I mean, he called down rain and everything. Now, look at him. Look at him now. He's saying, oh, Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under the broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was was at his head a cake baked of hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate, drank, lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again, second time touched him and said, arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank. And he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. Verse 9 says, there he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for for the, the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed the prof, your prophets with the sword. And I, I, even I only am left and seek my life to take it away. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in the cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, he said, I have been very jealous of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken the covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, I am left and seek my life to take it away. The Lord said to him, go, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus and you will arrive. You shall anoint Hazael to be king of Syria, Syria. So here's Elijah, right, coming from verse 18, doing all these miraculous things and, and all of that. So now he is laying under the tree, depressed. He got people chasing him and all of that. So he came to this place. He was just like, I mean, what was the purpose of all of that? What was the purpose of just seeing all these miraculous things and all of that. He said, as a matter of fact, Elijah, like after he, the rain came or, or right before the rain, came, when he went up to the mountain, when he um, had fire come um, down from heaven, like he killed the prophets of Baal. Like that's rough. Imagine being in that church. <laughs> like we got it good, right? Cause we have a choice, right? Like it's like, okay, if you don't want to do this whole Christian thing or whatever, like it's, it's, it's fine. You want to worship other gods, it's fine. No, 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 no. If he was in Elijah church, he would kill you. <laughs> 
Like you would die. <laughs> right? So the, he killed the, the prophets of Baal. He killed all of them. So then, and so then Jezebel got caught wind of it, and she was after him. She was coming after him, just like, I'm going to do to you what you did to them, this and that. And so he ran from her or whatever. And, and so he was at, um, so he felt like God wasn't with him. So he was under the tree. He was depressed. Yeah. Depressed. So what is the use of this? What is the purpose of all of this? Why? Why? So there was no movement, no response, no change. He did all those works, all those things. He said, I, he was like, I, even I am the only one left who believe in God. I, I, I did this. I did that. Lord, I did this. And basically, it didn't say it in here, but you can put it together. The Lord was like, I don't know, know you. I don't, I don't know you. So Elijah was probably saying that, that God, I did all these things, but your power was great, but it wasn't enough. He was depressed. Sometimes doing the right thing is a lonely place. Right? Sometimes you feel like you're the only one doing the right thing. You're all by yourself. And it's just like, what is the use? What is the purpose of all of this if nothing changes. I mean, sometimes you can minister to people for years and you know that you hear from God. You know that you are led from God. You can tell people like, like something that's stirred up in you. You know it's the Holy Spirit and nothing changes. No movement. No response. No change. Sometimes it's frustrating, right? pastoring a church. I love it at the same time, but sometimes it can be frustrating because you can see what people go through when you try to warn them. There's no movement. No change. So sometimes I feel like Elijah. I feel like going up and sitting up in the tree and on the street saying, Lord, what is the purpose of all of this? What is the purpose of all of this? So God's begin to challenge him. Begin to challenge him. But first, after Elijah had his pity party, the angel of the Lord came and fed him. He's like, all right now, you're done complaining? Eat this food because the journey is too great. Like you have more to do. So he began to feed him, amen, feed him even during his discouragement. So when you are actively serving your God, given purpose, he will always provide for you. Amen. So this is a word that the Lord wanted me to give you before we move on to someone here today. God is going to give you enough strength to carry through this season. Like he knows that you're under the tree looking at things that this you we did all this work. You minister for all these years. You did all this and that. He is saying to you right now, just I'm going to give you enough strength to carry you through this next season. So just eat of what God is giving you here this morning. So we're going to say four. We're going to talk about four ways to find our purpose. And so. So the first way that we can find our purpose is through God's word. So this is the reason why God showed Elijah the wind, and the earthquake and the fire, because he was not in it. 
He was like, so God, so, so, uh, so Elijah was relying on the miraculous as if that was going to change things. No, God was telling him, no, 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 your purpose is in my word. So how the first things first, how we find purpose is in God's word. And sometime, sometime, right, we feel we're going to see no movement, no change. But God's saying that he is still there. His, his word would not return to him void, return back to him void. Right. And so so here's 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 Elijah. So God was telling Elijah that he was not in. The wind and the earthquake. When Elijah heard his voice, he heard his voice. He heard his voice. Here I am. So it's his word, his direction that he gives you that gives you purpose. Amen. His purpose was in the word and God's direction for his life. It wasn't in the miraculous. It wasn't in the miraculous. It was his word. It was his word. See, Elijah had a perception problem. He lost sight of the vision of God's word. It was his word because he told in chapter 18, he told Elijah to just go present yourself to Ahab. And basically, God will do the rest. Do the rest. Just go present yourself to Ahab. Right? But here's Elijah thinking that he had to do something. I, only I, only I. Amen? So it's God's purpose we need to uh, focus on. It's God's purpose that we need to serve. Are you with me? Come on. We're going to get warmed up here. We're gonna, it's going to get better. Amen? So it's God's purpose that we need to focus on. So he lost sight of the vision of God's word. I mean, he had all these miraculous things that happened. Amen. He thought he turned people's heart back to God, but he realized nothing changed. So Elijah thought he was useless, but God showed him that the power of God is seen in the words of God. It's seen in the word in Isaiah, which I alluded to, Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that which I sent. Which I sent. So God's words, his presence, it isn't seen in a dramatic, amen, it's in a still, small voice. It's what God told him to do. So the purpose is what God told him to do, not in a miraculous. Are we getting it so far? His purpose was in the message, not the miracles. When the message is spread, it will change the world. Because people, you know, Israelites are notorious for experiencing, right, miracles throughout the wilderness. It didn't change nothing. It didn't change anyone. So people are used to seeing the miraculous, right, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to change them. The purpose is in the message. God's giving all, everyone here a message to share with someone else, give you a message. The your purpose is in the message of God. God's been telling you something. God's told you something that he only told you. 
He is saying to someone here today, that is your purpose. Whatever I send my word out, whatever I send my word out, it's going to come back to me prospering. It's going to come back to me with just with just greatness. Amen. So he's told you something. He's giving you a message. He said, that's your purpose. Your purpose is in a message. But Elijah, he had he had sight, but no vision. He lost vision of the message. We know what the scripture says, right? Proverbs 29. 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but they keepeth the law, he is happy. So people wander around aimlessly when they don't have purpose. I noticed that in the body of Christ. When we don't have purpose, you go to church, to church, to person, to person, because there is no purpose. There is no purpose. I remember me and my wife met. Amen. And it was just something about her. I know she's beautiful and uh, we love her personality. When we got together, immediately, immediately God gave us purpose. God gave us purpose to be together. We saw his purpose just unfold in our lives. It's nice to have someone to serve with, right? to minister with, to go through wars and good times to, together. That's given us purpose. Like I love purpose. So purpose has been a stabilizer for me in my life. It's been a stabilizer. It gives me something to focus on. It gives me something to look forward to. We talk about this all the time. It's like every year something big happens. Every year something happens. Something is birthed in our lives every year. Because of purpose, because because of purpose. So we thought we were really comfortable, comfortable in Connecticut. We were doing really well. We both had great jobs. We were serving really well in the uh, in, in, at, at the church, running ministries, counseling, doing all, raising people up. We were like, we're doing great. God saying that purpose is over. Eat some of this. I'm going to strengthen you for the next purpose. And I remember when we got that word to come to Texas, we were like, Texas. You know, I've never been to Texas before, so I didn't know what I was get, getting myself into. I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure you all the Yankees hear the Yankees say this and think about cowboys and hats and all, all this. And I'm thinking everything was just country, country, because I'm a city boy. That's all I know. But, tex but Texas is not like that, right? But we were so excited to go to an unfamiliar land Be because we weren't necessarily excited about Texas. We we're excited about purpose. <laughs> it feels good when you have purpose, when you serving a purpose. And if it came from God, I didn't know what we were going to do. When I got here, I didn't know what I was doing. And don't say anything, Pastor Lewis, because he'll tell on me. I didn't know what I was doing. Don't say anything, Pastor Steve, because he'll tell on me. I didn't know what I was doing, but all I knew I had purpose. I had purpose to be here. And I'm looking around, I'm looking around, I'm looking around. What if I said no to purpose? I'm looking around, I'm looking around. These beautiful people here, I get honor, I get an opportunity to minister to you, to raise you up. 
We're raising up other leaders, raising up pastors. We're raising up so many different leaders in this church. It's like, what if I said no to purpose? What if I was still underneath that tree? God, I did this. God, I did that. What is the purpose? God was setting us for something bigger. I love purpose. I love having purpose. I, so sometimes we look for purpose, but purpose finds us. If you keep chasing God, you're chasing purpose. You keep chasing God, you receive purpose. I, I got two people with me. I got two. I got two, so we get to go somewhere. So sight without vision is very dangerous. It blinds your hope for a better future. It causes you to see the problems and challenges around you and not the solutions that lives within you. It blinds you. Don't allow what your eyes see as impossible cancel out what your vision knows is possible. So let me give you some real truth. Write this down. Here's some real truth about sight versus vision. You ready? Sight is a function of the eyes, while vision is the function of the faith. I'll give you another one. Sight is the ability to see things as they are, while vision is the ability to see things as they could be as they could be. God gave Elijah a word, a word of deliverance for the people, but because Elijah didn't see it, he felt like it was not going to happen. So when God gives you a vision, when God gives you a word, you must look at that word, right? Well, it could be, not to what it is now. I'm looking at a church full of people Stepping into their giftings, right? We're winning the loss, right? We have multiple generations here, right? Serving young people, serving in this church. This I see this church flooded with people running, right? Running over here to Calvary Life. Say, I want to be a part of this church because when I found this church, I found purpose in my life. Amen. This purpose, God, what you are here for a reason. God's given you purpose. So what I see is just a growing church. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get confused or, or, or mess up with when I see an empty church. No, I don't see an empty church. I see it full. I see it full. I'll give you another one. Sight is confined to your current environment while vision sees beyond your now to your future possibilities. So when God gives you purpose, it will never be fulfilled based on your word, your strength, and your timing. It will be based on his word, his strength, and his timing. But you just have to see it. You just have to see it. That God's word is going to come into fruition. That's faith, man. That's faith. Your faith must connect to the word God's given you. God's given you a message to share, a message that's going to change your life and others, others' lives. 
Are you with me? So second way, let's move, let's move quickly. Second way that we can find our purpose is a place that God sends you to a place that God sends you. It's amazing. So he said to Elijah, what are you doing here? It's very important. So the question wasn't asking him, what was he doing at Hereb? He was asking him, why was he there? Why did he leave Israel and wind up there? He was supposed to be there still ministering to the people there. But Elijah gave up because he didn't see the fruit. He didn't see any change. So God, God sent him back to Israel to trace his steps. So he can renew his vision. So he can see people as changed. Right? So he, went, he sent him back to renew to, to renew his purpose. Isn't that amazing? Throughout the, uh, throughout the Bible, a place is very significant. A place is an important concept. Like the land of Canaan, Canaan isn't just a settlement. <laughs> it's the promised land. It's a place where God sent his people to seek peace to seek prosperity amen to not just to settle amen so when God gives you a purpose it's not just to settle it's to serve that purpose and God will send you to a certain place to serve I'm very careful when I leave a place amen I have to hear from the Lord it's amazing. When we left Calvary in Connecticut, that was a big deal. We served there. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how long. 15 years. 15 years. It's the only church I've been a part of. So to leave that place was very significant. Amen. So being at the right place is very important. Genesis 12, one through three. It says, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses, curses you, and you and all your families in, in the earth shall be blessed. Listen, when you are in the right place, God will, uh, you will receive provision, Promotion and protection. It's something that being at the right place. Provision, promotion, and protection, right? Provision. God said to Abraham, I will bless you. All he needed was his obedience. God saying, I'm throwing the provisions ahead of you. When you get there, the provisions will already be there. He says, I will bless you. So wherever God sends you, you, he will provide for you. He's not going to leave. He said, all right, so go to an unfamiliar land and, you know, do what you need to do. You know, let me know how you make out. That's not God. He will be with you every step of the way. At times, it may not feel like it's working. 
You may not see change. Like, what is the purpose of me coming here, Lord? Why are you sending me here? God say, no, 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 no. My word is, my word will come to pass. I sent my word to the place for you to serve. God sent a word that he's given you to a place for you to serve. A word that will change things, a, a word that will fill a void, a, a, a word that will, will de deliver people. Amen. God, God sees something and he placed something in you that he wants to use. He, send, he will send you to the right place for you to use it. There's purpose where God sends you. It's purpose. If you had a job, you are there for a purpose. What's the purpose of you at the, at the job? Not just to collect a check. It's something bigger than that. If you are a child of God, right? God, God is very attentional. Right? He will send you at the right place, right, to serve. And send you at the right church to serve. It's amazing. He said, to, he said to Abraham, I will bless you. So God will always provide provision. He will always give you provisions. He will always have provisions. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good for those that lo love God and to those that are called according to his what? Purposes. His purposes. And then God would give you promotion. Promotion. He said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. So God will send the seed of promotion to wherever you go. It is what you are becoming. For so those leaders here we have in the church, like we don't just see you as you are. We see what you are becoming. And for those that know me, I'm not going to let you sit in the seat. You want to get to know me? You want to go out for lunch? You want to coffee with me? My, my whole thing is to find your purpose. Like, why are you here? Why, why, why are you here? Oh, I want to know your purpose. I want to know what your purpose is. And, and we're going to do a great job of pulling that purpose out and have you serve. So it's not about what, you, what your current circumstances are. It's not what you are now. It's what you are becoming. So God said, go to the land. Go to the land. Go to the land that I have for you. Go to the land and I will make you a great nation. So it's the seed. It's the seed of the promotion. Amen. The seed of promotion is what you are becoming. But you have to decide to excel in your present assignment. Yes. Because you're not going to get immediate promotion. Right? Abraham just didn't go to the land that God had for him and he was automatically a great nation. He had a lot of work to do. He faced a lot of trials and tribulation. Amen? So it's easy to get distracted by what is now and forget about what is next. Huh? No matter what you are going through, there is a next. God has a next for you. This is not it. This is not it. All he's doing right now is that seed he sent to this place and he's doing this. He's just watering that seed. Amen. As you continue to seek him, serve him. You come, it just seems like nothing's changing every week. We're doing the same thing. We're tearing down, we're breaking, we're setting up, we're tearing down. God's doing this. Yep. He said, serve well in your current assignment. Yes, it's not about what you are now. It is about what you are becoming. It's about the next. There's a next in your life. 
There is a next in your life. Is anyone excited but me yeah. this morning? Woo! We're not supposed to be trapped in the now. We need to move on from the now. We need to steward the now really well. What is something that God's calling you to steward? Don't place little value on small beginnings and expect to get to the bigger assignment. Some of y'all probably missed that when I repeat it. Don't, don't place a little value on small beginnings and expect to get to the bigger assignment. Steward the now. The God said he would give you protection. Protection. So provision, promotion, and protection. So he told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Amen? Because I'm sending you there to be a blessing. I'm sending you there with a blessing. So for those who will curse you, I will curse them. You better watch how you talk to me. Watch. Watch how you watch how you watch how you talk to me. Watch because. OK. Um, but anyway, so curse. Those. But no. So God will protect you if God's sending you to a place to serve with a purpose. He is going to protect his word. He will protect his word. Amen. See, the enemy will try to attack your seed. He tries to take the word out of your heart. He tries to divert you to another direction. I've seen that countless times in church. You become absorbed with problems. I know I noticed some people on the right path coming to church, then they just stop. They just stop. The enemy starts to divert them to a different place, different place in their lives, different place, physical place. Amen. Amen. Having purpose is nothing like having purpose. Are we going to wrap this up? We're going to wrap this up. If I have someone come up now and it'll make me stop. (laughs) So I think this is the third thing, right? Yeah, the third thing. This is not going to be long. The third way to find your purpose. Find your find yourself and lose yourself. (laughs) Right. Matthew 10, 39 says, who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. So in order to find your purpose, you have to lose yourself. See, your purpose is already in you. It's purpose already in you. There's a certain gift that you have that God wants you to sacrifice. Lose it. You lose yourself, right? I'm kind of giving next week away too, because this is how you fulfill your purpose as well. You have to lose yourself. When you find yourself, then you have to lose yourself right? To serve God's purpose. Amen. Amen. So there's something that God placed inside of you, a certain gift that God wants to use. Amen. That you, he wants you to sacrifice. So you must lose yourself for him. Amen. Because it's not about us. How many know that? It's not about us. It's purpose is always something bigger than you. It's always something, whatever God's calling you to do right now, it is something bigger than you. So what he is saying to all of us today, lose yourself. So good. Lose yourself. Because when you lose yourself, then you will find yourself. Amen. You find yourself in Christ. Amen. You find yourself in his will. Amen. So you lose your agenda and pick up his. That's good. 
You lose your will, you lay down your will, and you pick up his. So when you lose that life, you pick up such much better life, just an awesome life, and then God will send you on a journey that's going to be so great. Most people don't find themselves and lose themselves at the same time. So you find a gift that God's given you, and you lose it. We'll talk about that next week. So the, so the fourth thing, fourth and final things, have someone come up for. It's your passions. That's good. We heard this in Servant Circle today. Pastor Lewis actually stole my message, um, stole my notes. Pa- passion and purpose are often linked together. Amen. So true. It's often, they're like cousins, Right? Passion and purpose are often linked together. See, passion is something that energizes you. Right? I talk a little bit more about that next week. I don't want to give it give it all away, but passion, what is your what are you passionate about? But I do want to say this. Be careful. Be careful. Because you might be like me, passionate about things you're not good at. <laughs> like that's not God. You may be passionate about it, but that's not what God wanna use. Like, I love to build things. Like, I like to build and fix things. I do. Like, I go to Home Depot, I buy tools that I can't use. You go in my garage and you ask me what these, what, uh, how do you use these tools? I don't know. It just looks cool. I'm just passionate. Why are you laughing, Josh? I don't know why you laugh. I hear you all the way over there. I don't know why you laugh. You never laugh in church. Well, all of a sudden, I've But I have all these tools in the garage that I just can't use. But it's, I think it's cool to have I go to home people. I'm like a little kid. It's like, oh, I want this too. I want that too. But never use it. I can't build anything. I can't build anything. I'm passionate about singing. Like I have dreams about singing. Why, why you got to laugh like that? Why? <laughs> but I, I have dreams about singing. I'm like the best singer in my dreams. Amen. And I wake up and I come to reality that I can't sing. I can't. I can't sing. But at least I'm honest. (laughs) There are some people, first of all, not honest with themselves. And I don't necessarily blame them. I blame their friends. Like, how are you going to let so-and-so sing all the time and you know they can't sing? Why don't you do an intervention with them? It's like, look at here, look at here, look at here. It's something I've been wanting to tell you for 20 years. That whole singing thing? Nah. Let's not, let's not do that any longer. God, God has a different purpose for you. God has a different purpose. So be careful that you're, that you're not passionate about things that you don't know how to do. Just because you're passionate about singing doesn't mean you need to be on a worship team. Let me just save you right now. But passion, the passion is the thing that drives you. There is something that God put inside of you. Amen. When you are passionate about the Lord, you will find purpose. And passion, when you are passionate about something, because think about Elijah in verse in, in chapter 18, how he stood in the midst of the crowd, and his passion for the Lord, he was declaring who God was. He, was, he had the courage to stand 
in front of all of them to test who the real God was. I, like, I know my God. He was so passionate about God. He was willing to stand out of the crowd. So your passions will set you above the crowd. Amen. Something that's in you, something that you're passionate about will stick out. You'll be able to know. People will know what you're passion, passionate about. I love to see when people find their purpose. It's one passion that I have. I love when you find your purpose. Because when you find your purpose, you find the thoughts and God's plans for your life. When you find your purpose, you find God. You find your existence. And people will be affected by your purpose. When you start serving God, when you start serving his purpose, oh man, things start to change. So that's just the start of the message. We will continue next week. If I could just have you stand with me. Finding your purpose. So you find your purpose first, first by God's word. If you're not reading God's word, if you're not listening to God, you can never find your purpose. And without vision, without purpose, people wander to perish. We run around always trying to find ourselves. Find ourselves. Who am I? Why am I here? But God's giving all of us a word. There's the Bible. We read the word. We discover like some of our purposes there. But then God, it's that still small voice as he whispered to Elijah. He said, go back. Go back to Israel. That's where your purpose is. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in when he pulled down fire. It wasn't in the rain. His purpose wasn't in all that. His purpose was in God's word. It was in its word. It was in its word. Then it's a place like, thank you for being here. For those that's been serving in this church, or if you are here for the first time, it's all a setup. It's all a setup. Thank you for taking the courage to come here. God's given you purpose. He sent that seed right ahead of time here. The seed of promotion. God's going to raise you up to be greater than you are now because he's in it. The seed of promotion. Then your, your passions Amen. What are you passionate about? We have to lose ourselves to find what we are here to do. Let me pray for you. Father, just thank you for such awesome people, Lord God, that you, you brought them here on purpose to serve a purpose. Thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given them, Lord God. And you know that that word will come to pass. Yes. Want me to tell someone here today, the word that he's given you will come to pass. 
come to pass. Don't let your sight tell you that it won't come to pass. The vision, remember the vision? He's saying, remember the vision, the vision I get, I've given you, remember that? That's where your purpose is. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.